covering sports in the Midwest. It's the Midwest Sports Network, MWSN.net. It's the last episode of 2020 and episode 197 on the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. We're talking about 2020 and recapping the good and the bad and the ugly. We're also talking about 2021 and what this podcaster expects to see. Local sports, not on Dayton Radio. It's on the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is a weekly audio podcast that covers all sports in Dayton and Cincinnati, Ohio, and covers areas from Norfolk, Kentucky, and the Ohio River up to Lima and Allen County. From Richmond, Indiana and the surrounding Whitewater Valley region to Madison County and surrounding areas. If you want local sports, this is your source. To find your favorite way of listening to this podcast, as well as visiting the Tee Public and Redbubble shops and find the latest episodes, please visit sindaypod.com. This opening theme was created with the Splash app. It's time for another episode with your host, Lee W. Mowen. Yes, I know episode 196 just came out after two weeks of not having an episode, but let's have one more to close out 2020 on episode 197 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Just to let you know, episode 200, just a couple episodes away, and it'll be a Mowen's Mailbag episode. So send in your sports questions on Twitter at the Lee W. Mowen or Cindy Pod, or find me on Facebook or go to the page, ask there. If you can contact me, you can ask questions, you can ask sports questions. Keep in mind, my greatest well of knowledge is local area sports in Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio, but feel free to ask some questions for the podcast. Episode 200, just a few episodes away. I was really hoping that I was going to be able to do it, you know, before 2020 ended, but it turned out, no, that wasn't the case. But that's okay, because we got episode 197, and we're talking about 2020. What a year that was, 2020. I mean, I don't really have to say much about the coronavirus because everyone's living it. And now there's this new batch that's affecting England really bad. And apparently, from what my fiance said, she mentioned that there's someone in Colorado that has the strand that's really crippling UK really bad. And he didn't travel. So, yay. So, definitely for 2021, I hope that... The coronavirus is taken care of and we can get back to a level of uh, normalcy, a level of normal that we enjoyed before March 2020 when everything started to shut down. But 2020 wasn't all bad. I know that phrase came out of my mouth and I actually mean it. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. But first, it's time to talk about the Columbus Crew. The Columbus Crew won the 25th MLS Cup by shutting out the Seattle Sounders 3-0. And this happened a couple weeks ago, but it's time to finally talk about it and 
mention how important it is, not only to Columbus, Ohio, and the crew faithful, but 2020. Again, a level of uh, normalcy thrown out the window with this coronavirus. And, you know, from March onwards, we didn't really have sports. We didn't have a March Madness. We didn't have a minor league baseball season. We had an abbreviated uh, MLB season where the Reds actually made the playoffs for the first time in a few years. And now they seem to be getting rid of a lot of components that made them playoff contenders, which uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, yeah, I mean, we didn't really have sports. I mean, we had the NBA bubble during the course of the summer, and that was really cool. And the Los Angeles Lakers, of course, winning the NBA championship. We're having an NFL season, which uh, a few changes here and there, but largely it's going on, you know. I won't say without a hitch because that's not true. And, yeah, we're trying to get back to, you know, a sense of normal. And with this MOS Cup, the crew win their second ever, so there's two stars above the logo, in case you don't follow soccer and you wonder what the stars mean. Normally, a star represents a championship one. Of course, the crew won their first one back when I was in college in 2008. I believe it's the New York Red Bulls they were facing. And... Now they win it against the Seattle Sounders. Seattle has been in the MLS Cup Final for, what was it, four of the last six seasons? Or did they win four of the last six? Yeah, they're they're a great team. They are well-ran, well-coached, and it's just a great squad to you know watch in Seattle. And Columbus, Caleb Porter, his second year as manager, I mean, his plan was to, you know, start building for a championship for year three, and they're way ahead of schedule. So, yeah. How about that, Anthony Precourt? You glad you didn't move the crew to Austin now? <laughs> oh, man. How big of a slap is it? A slap in the face when the team you wanted to move to Austin because, oh, no one in Columbus cares about the crew. Oh, oh, Moffray Stadium's a dump. Oh, oh, Austin will support soccer. That third point might be true. I'm not saying it won't be. What I'm saying is, I, I felt like Precourt didn't really try. And, you know, it, it once he took over the ownership of Columbus, it, it looked like, you know, things were going to be turning for the better, but it just got kind of worse after the new logo. And just, you know, when the crew are on Fox Sports Ohio and moved to Time Warner Cable Sports Network. Nothing against, and now Spectrum Sports, nothing against that channel, but if you have that cable package, great. Or if you have uh, Time Warner Cable or Spectrum nowadays, it's great, you get it. If you don't, which, uh, what was the percentage? About 36% of people had it around Columbus. Yeah, if you don't have it, then uh, you can't watch the crew. You can always listen to it, but, you know... People want to watch it, rather. And I get that. So, yeah. How big of a slap of the face is it on Anthony Precourt? They wanted to move a team that the Haslam saved, and Dr. Pete Edwards, and they win a championship in their second year under the new regime, under Caleb Porter. You know, Caleb Porter, his 
record of success, outstanding. You know, normally when you see college coaches go up to the pro level, normally it's not, you know, normally you don't expect that much success. But, of course, Caleb Porter helped the Akron Zips win national championships in men's soccer all those years ago. He won a cup with Portland, and now he's won one in Columbus, and the future is looking absolutely bright for the crew, especially since 2021 is the opening of their new stadium in the Arena District. So definitely some fun times. And definitely a cup win that I was really proud of. FC Cincinnati, uh, not so much. And actually they made a tweet saying go Seattle, which uh, not the best of looks, but you do you, I guess. Yeah, this podcast talks about the crew and FC Cincinnati. I know I've mentioned it billions of times. But, yeah, when the FC Cincinnati was starting off, the crew were the only MLS team. We talked about the crew. We're still talking about the crew. So, and yes, it's the best rivalry in MLS. What other rivalry says that hell is real? And that's based off the billboard signs off of I-71. Originally, I thought it was off I-70, but it's something about the Ten Commandments instead. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's huge. Um, Zellerian picked up the third goal of the match, and it was all Columbus. They had two goals and what was it, 20 minutes or something like that? It was very impressive. Actually, uh, 30 minutes, I beg your pardon. Zellerian with two goals in the 24th and 81st minute, and Etienne with the goal in the 30th minute, and the crew win it 3-0. Yeah, I'm very happy for the black and gold, and definitely, like I said, the future is bright. It's nice to see a a central-slash-southwest-Ohio team win a championship, and like I mentioned, this podcaster here, a crew and FC Cincinnati fan. How is it done? By being the most evil person in the world. But there you go. So congrats to the Columbus crew. Just in case I didn't cover it on the podcast before, it is now covered, and now my mind's at peace. So, yeah. Congrats to the crew. Cheers for the crew supporters. And a big ha-ha-ha for Anthony Precourt. And, uh, yeah, good luck with the Austin Bold or whatever it's called. Their logo is a tree. So there you go. So that'll be interesting to see what 2021 brings, but the crew are defending champs when that season begins. I think they're still looking to start the season in March, possibly April. I haven't really witnessed a lot of news on that, but hey, the crew won the cup. So let's talk about something a little more negative. The Cincinnati Cyclones, you might know, are in the ECHL, which is double-A in terms of minor league hockey. They're with the Buffalo Sabres, and they are now one of few teams that will not be participating full stop in the 2020-2021 season. Yes, the Cyclones, they were not the first team or part of the first teams to say no season this year, but they were part of the second batch after the initial plan was to start the season in January, and the state of Ohio limits... Attendance, I think it was going to be 300 per game with social distancing. And let's be honest, can you really make a lot of money with 300 bucks? Not unless you charge an exuberant amount of concessions, season tickets, merchandise. No, you can't. So 
a tough decision to make, definitely. And it's one that stinks because there's not going to be any Cyclones talk this year. But it's a tough decision that Cincinnati made. And I personally think, yeah, it's the right one. Because this COVID, I mean, the Reds, I mentioned I would talk about this later, but the Reds, uh, they did not sign Trevor Bauer in free agency. So if he signs elsewhere, the Reds will get a, a pick from that, a draft pick. And who did they just recently ship off? Red ship someone off? They, there's talks that Sonny Gray might be traded, and I say no. Don't trade Sonny Gray. I mean, he's been the most consistent starter other than Bauer. Bauer was a midseason acquisition a couple years back, and Sonny Gray, since being picked up from the Yankees, he's done great in Cincinnati. Don't trade him. Unless you think you can get a better package out of that. Why are you trying to dismantle your strongest point of your team? But then it hit me. Yeah, with no fans in the stands, you're not getting money. So yeah, the Reds are kind of uh, hurting in the pocketbooks. So yeah, it sucks. But we might be back in rebuilding mode. So definitely looking to see any more updates on that. I swear there was a trade. Oh, Kirk Casale was not re-signed. And I think I mentioned that previously. But I feel like this is the right move for Cincinnati. I mean, Kirk Casale, great batter, great catcher. But it's Tyler Stevenson time. And he backs up Tucker Barnhart. You got yourself a great defensive catcher in Barnhart and Tyler Stevenson. Really good bat. Really good catcher. He should do well in Cincinnati. Robert Stevenson, and we did talk about that. Robert Stevenson got shipped off to Colorado for a pair of uh, prospects. I think pair of prospects. Jeff Hoffman and uh, Case Williams, if I remember that name right. But yeah, that's the that's the name I uh, recognize. Also, uh, Riciel, uh, Riciel Iglesias. Riciel? Riciel, yes, I'll remember that. Riciel Iglesias got uh, packaged to the Angels of Los Angeles, of Los Angeles. And a lot of people didn't like that move. Personally, for me, past few years, eh, Riciel's been a little shaky. I mean, he did great under uh, Brian Price. And once Dick, uh, Dick Bell, no, it's not Dick Bell. Manager Bell, David Bell. I somehow fused the bodies of Dick Pohl and David Bell together and got Dick Bell. I have no idea why I did that, and I apologize for it. I probably should cut it out, but yeah, you can laugh at my stupidity for a minute. Anyway, manager David Bell, once he took over, Rysel's been a little shaky. So, yes, he did lead the... Was he leading the league, or is it the National League in appearances? And he did a nice job as closer, but... I mean, previous year, what do you have? 11 losses, something like that, 2-11. and 11. So, you know what? I I don't hate that move. I forget what the Reds uh, picked up for him. Let's check it out. Actually, let's do this together. I will say that um, Amir Garrett has 
announced interest in becoming the closer, and I love the idea. I thought Amir Garrett didn't want to be the closer. Maybe that was a few years ago, but now maybe he's ready. And I don't mind that in the slightest. So, Rysel Iglesias. I... Let me look up the trade because they're. I think the Angels announced the second player, maybe. Noel Ramirez is the player that the Reds are getting back. So, Nick Crawl mentioned that Iglesias' contract was motivated by finances, although Rysel was only supposed to make about nine and nine and a quarter million dollars. Well, actually, no, 9.125 million. So. One and an eighth, or nine and an eighth million dollars in 2021 before becoming a free agent. So, uh, not sure how much you're really saving there. I mean, that's under 10. So, but if you look at Ramirez's 2020 contract, 900,000. So, yeah, you shave a few million off there. Okay, I get it. But, uh, I don't know. Well, Ramirez will turn 31. Actually, he turned 31 about a week ago. He has a 404 ERA in 151 games over the past four years with the Angels. And in 2020, a 3 ERA, 1-0, and in 21 games. Walked nine batters, struck out 14 in his 21 innings. So, seems like a serviceable add to the bullpen. Not sure if you're putting him as closer, but... No, not bad. In the 2019 season, Ramirez went 5-4. and four. His ERA was at 3.99 in 51 games. And he also started seven games and pitched 67 and two-thirds innings in 2019. So, again, yeah, I, I, I understand. You know, Rysel Glacius. But... Yeah, so personally, I don't mind that trade. I swear they announced the player to be named later, but I'm not seeing it. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. Also, the Angels also picked up former Red Jose Iglesias, so they're the second team to have Jose Iglesias at short, or maybe DH, and Rice Iglesias in the bullpen. So I just found that funny. And this is... Actually, early December. So, there you go. So, yeah, the Reds are making moves. Nick Kroll is now the GM for Dick Williams. And maybe that's who I was merging with David Bell. I don't know. But pretty much the big thing is the Reds are looking to shed some salary. And I don't think it'll stop once 2021 hits the calendar. So, we uh, we might have a tough year coming up or... Maybe we'll have a surprisingly good year. I mean, the Cubs are looking like they're losing Yu Darvish to the Padres. Also picked up another pitcher. Man, San Diego's just been adding on, adding on, adding on. Although the previous few years, they have added on, and it just led them back to uh, maybe third place in the NL West. They still have the Dodgers to contend with, but San Diego's looking a little bit dangerous. So... That's your Cincinnati Reds outlook. I still hope that we have a 2021 Meyer League season for the Dayton Dragons. Because, yeah, I do miss Day Air Ballpark. Can I just say, seeing the new sign saying Day Air Ballpark, it just feels... 
I don't want to say wrong because that's not the right term for it. It just feels weird, you know? I mean, for 20 seasons, it was known as Fifth Third Field. And then, bam, it's a new name. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I get that happens all the time. Stadiums change names with naming rights and everything like that. I'm not saying that. It's just, you know, wow. And also, it's a little more local in terms of the company that has the naming rights. Yes, Fifth Third Field is in Cincinnati, and they're, I'm pretty sure, almost all around Ohio. But they are a ballpark. Their base is Dayton. And they have a balloon as a logo. So, yeah, I can't wait to see all that. And hopefully we do have a season in Cincinnati and Dayton. And now let's talk about the Bengals. I mentioned last episode that Monday Night Football win. I was really impressed how Ryan Finley played. But now I have to ask, Bengals, what are you doing? You win again? That drops you in the draft to fifth. I mean, yes, I realize that's Zach Taylor's first row win. But at the same time, I mean... I I don't know about this one. I'm conflicted. Yes, I want to see the Bengals win. No, I don't want to see them have double-digit losses each and every year. Don't make it sound like I'm saying that. I'm saying is, if you're building for 2021 with the return of Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, who is out for this upcoming game against Baltimore, so he's out for the season. But I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. With that win. The Bengals leap downwards. Now Houston's got the worst record at 4 and 11. Cincinnati's at 4-10 and 1. It just like I said, no, you're not just going to flop down and, you know, not try, but at the same time, it's like uh Brandon Allen returned for the Bengals as a starting quarterback and he had himself quite the game. Cincinnati wins at 37-31 and Cincinnati actually got 14 points in the third quarter. It looks it was looking like it was going to be a shootout between the two squads, and the Bengals pick up 27 points in the second half to their 10 in the first. It was 10-10 all in the halftime break. But, yeah, I just... For a draft pick, that worries me, because what if Sewell is now picked up by... One of the teams ahead. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think, is going first with Jacksonville, who's now officially locked up that spot after New York Jets beat the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> and no, I don't want to hear excuses that, oh, we were ravaged by COVID-19. So is everyone. You still play the game and you let the Jets beat you? <laughs> it was 20-3 to at one point. <laughs> I'm sorry for the Browns fans that are my friends. I don't mean to laugh at your uh, <laughs> your bad loss. But again, on Dayton Radio, it's rooting for the Buckeyes, rooting for the Browns, and bashing the Bengals no matter what they do. So yeah, you can bet I've heard enough of, oh, the Browns are going to the Super Bowl. Oh, the Browns are so awesome. Blah, 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 blah. So... Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, if I actually had radio in my car, which is another story, I'd probably listen on Monday just to hear, oh, well, the Browns were just all the excuses, you know? 
Why is it that when your team loses, it's nothing but excuses? But when your team wins, then you're the most perfect team. I never understood that. I try not to make excuses, you know, for my failures and everything. And, you know, when the teams I cover here lose, I don't make excuses. I say what happens and then, bam, we're done with it. Like I said, this is a podcast that talks about local sports. And we celebrate all local teams here. So... Anyway, that that was a random tangent from the Bengals game. Again, I'm I'm conflicted. It's nice to see Zach Taylor win his first road game in his second year. But I'm thinking, hey, that's a that's a draft spot that I I really thought the Bengals should have held on to. And no, I didn't want to see the Bengals go to what would have been Three, twelve and one. Yeah, that makes sixteen games. With the Bengals win, they're now in fifth place in the draft. Jacksonville and the Jets are your one and two draft pickers. Now Houston is the third drafter. Oh wait, that's Miami, and Miami is having a pretty good season. I think they're in line for a playoff spot if things bounce the Dolphins' way, but. Now the Bengals are drafting fifth with Jacksonville, New York Jets, Miami, Atlanta ahead of the Bengals. You know, I'm conflicted about week 17. I think the odds are in the favor of the Bengals when they're not making the playoffs and they play in the last game of the season. I feel like they're coming out more, but it's Baltimore. So we'll see how that turns out. I just... uh, See, I, I, I feel like quarterback is the knee of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then you build around Trevor Lawrence. And I feel like the Jets are going to pick a quarterback. Miami, I feel like they don't need a quarterback because they have a pretty good tandem with uh, Tua and Fitzpatrick. Although I don't know how long-term Fitzpatrick is with Miami, but I don't know if Miami's going to draft a quarterback. I'm not entirely sure what all Miami needs. Atlanta needs a little bit of everything, but I still think that they're going to roll with Matt Ryan. Maybe they won't. I don't know. So that's the big things I worry about. Miami and Atlanta, what are their real needs? It's not quarterback. I think Miami is the better team. Well, of course they are with Atlanta. Houston's 4-11, and but the Dolphins, their, their first true pick, they're 10-5. and So... Yeah, you tell me if the Dolphins need a quarterback. So that's what worries me. If they bulk up offensive line, they'll go Sewell. Yes, I know. There's more offensive linemen out there. There's the uh, the kid from USC. There's the kid from Texas, which actually, let's go to the big board. Again, this is from tankathon.com. So the Bengals have the fifth pick now, and they drop two spots. Also, they are tied with the New York Jets for the longest winning streak in the top five. (laughs) The Cleveland Browns lost to the Jets, who were looking like they were going to fall to (laughs) 0-16. So, the big board, which is, again, college rankings, Benet Sewell actually jumped up the rankings. He's now... Number two in the big board, right behind Trevor Lawrence and ahead of that quarterback from that team in Columbus. And then you got Micah Parsons, who's listed as a linebacker. 
You got Zach Wilson, a quarterback. Bengals, don't draft a quarterback. Don't draft wide receivers until late. Get that offensive line fixed. I still think we'll see some coaching changes for 2021. Who's gone? I don't know. But, yeah. Get that offensive line fixed and make sure Burrow doesn't get hurt. I should mention the Browns just shut down their practice facilities. An unnamed player and staff member test positive for COVID-19. Okay, so going back to that, yes, I know the Browns have been ravaged with COVID-19, but what team hasn't? I mean, the Ravens and the Steelers, they've been hit pretty hard with it. And just everyone's been hit hard. Bengals have been hit hard more with injuries, but, you know, that's another topic for another time. So let's go to the stats because we really haven't touched on that. Passing-wise, you have Brandon Allen going for 371 yards. Two touchdowns, no picks, 29 of 37, a quarterback ranking of 126.5 which actually is not the best of the game. Deshaun Watson had himself a day with 24 of 33, 324 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and his rating was 133.9. So who did get the touchdowns through the air for Cincinnati? Drew Sample on his one target made a touchdown on eight yards. And T. Higgins, 99 yards, six of nine, and the touchdown that was that impressive toe drag to stay in play and get Cincinnati a touchdown. Rushing-wise, two touchdowns from P. Ryan. He had himself a day. He led the Bengals with 95 yards, two touchdowns, 65 yards from Gio Bernard, six yards from Williams, and three yards on two quarterback keeps from Allen. 169 yards on the ground, three yards better than the Houston Texans. The quarterback, Watson, 38 Yards, no touchdowns, five keeps. And David Johnson, 128 yards, one touchdown for the Texans. Oh, by the way, the touchdowns for Houston. Fells with a touchdown on 22 yards, one catch. One touchdown, seven catches, 141 yards from Brandon Cooks. And one touchdown on three on three for David Johnson, 11 yards. So, yeah, that was uh, that was a shootout. I am happy the Bengals won, but I'm also conflicted with the draft pick dropping now from third to fifth. If Miami and Atlanta stay away from improving their offensive line, I think the Bengals will be fine. I really hope that Sewell does land to Cincinnati. But again, what's the biggest needs for the Dolphins and the Falcons? Falcons need a little bit of everything, although they are starting to play a little bit better. So maybe they just need a coaching change. I don't know. But for the Dolphins, you know, two first-round picks. I mean, that's that's playing with house money there. So, again, I don't think the Dolphins need a quarterback. Maybe the Falcons look past Matt Ryan because he has been in the league. How long has Matt Ryan been in the league? It's, I feel like he's been in the league since, since I've been in college. So, yeah, I'm old. I know. But the Bengals win. They improve to 4-10-1, and they have a date with Baltimore in Cincinnati this Sunday at 1. Now let's see how to watch the game. The Bengals... They'll be on CBS 
if you want to watch it. And on radio, it doesn't say. Hmm. 700 in Cincinnati or uh, 104.7 in Dayton. There you go. And it's also on Westwood One and Sirius XM, so... Actually, I don't think 980 has Westwood One anymore, especially for uh, Sunday afternoon games. They have them for Monday night, but that's about it. So yeah, there you go. It's also on Sirius XM if you have that, but I don't, so there you go. So the Bengals win. What else to talk about? Well, COVID's still a thing, and it's affecting some college teams as well. Several teams have closed up shop. Uh, Chicago State's men's basketball team closed out the year. They were winless, but they said no more. Duke women's basketball closed down shop, and Southern Methodist University, or SMU, their women's team called it quits this year. Locally, for D1, that hasn't happened to any of the teams. Yet. I think everyone is still okay in the Horizon League. I know there's been a couple cancellations and postponements, but what I've seen, Horizon League is still going okay. Although, there, locally, there has been a team to not play at all. That would be Miami University Middletown, the branch campus of MU. The Thunderhawks, they announced uh, two weeks ago, no season. Which, that breaks my heart. I, li- I like broadcasting in Miami Middletown. Great people, and definitely had fun in my one and a half seasons there. So, no season at Middletown, which... Is a shame. Could it happen around here? Absolutely. I mean, I've yet to work a uh, Dayton Flyers women's basketball game as official replay, although that might change New Year's Day. I say might. So, definitely, it's uh, it's it's been a rough year with COVID. As I'll jump into our recap of 2020 now. I mean, the big story is coronavirus. Affecting everything, affecting how we live, how we work and play. And, you know, if you have young ones going to school, how they learn, it's it's affected everything. It's affected sports, although it's bounced back and it's still, you know, it's still here, luckily. I mean, I've been very lucky to not have a lot of games called due to the coronavirus football season with ESP Media and the Princeton Vikings. Went off without a hitch, which is fantastic. And January, I hope it remains the same. With WPTW, there's been a couple games that have been called off. Uh, This evening, I was supposed to travel back up to Piqua and WPTW to call Troy at Sydney. But Sydney's still under quarantine, so hopefully the Yellow Jackets will be back in action soon. And... We had a couple of games shuffled around. We were originally supposed to face the West Carrollton Pirates. I say we. West Carrollton was supposed to face Piqua, and we at WPTW were supposed to broadcast that. That didn't happen. So, you know, it's definitely been a uh, lot of flexibility. Instead of heading up to Piqua to do a game with WPTW, later today I will be broadcasting with TKDS Sports, and we will be bringing you Senator Elks girls basketball freshman take on Oakwood. 
JV and Varsity will take on Alter. So definitely looking forward to my non-hockey bro- my first non-hockey broadcast with TKDS. It's been a lot of fun being part of the platform, meeting Kevin and everyone. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been very lucky with 2020. There's a long stretch where I didn't work from March until August. But we survived. Thankfully for unemployment benefits for freelancers. Thank goodness for that. And since August, I've been a busy bee. I can make buzzing noises if you want, but I don't think that adds to the podcast. No, I've been very lucky. Like I mentioned, with ESP Media, now I got three gigs in the winter. Normally, it's just the one. I've been very lucky with that, so... Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't really, uh, I can't really complain. 2020 for me, yes, it's been a mixed bag, and yes, coronavirus certainly doesn't help. But at the same time, early in the year, one of my hockey calls gets on ESPN's top 10 plays. The only hockey call to reach the top 10. It was mostly Italian soccer and basketball, with most of it going to the NBA. But... Yeah, I'll never live that down. That's, you know, I got to thank Patrick Hall for sending in that uh, segment into a sports center. And that got, you know, shown on ESPN. So, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, that makes 2020 right there. No, doing more work with ESP Media. I definitely appreciate Rob Ebel for giving me more opportunities and, like I said, for 2021, well, I'll talk about that in a little bit. I want to thank WPTW for bringing me on. And so far, it's been great getting back to radio on FM and AM waves. It's it's truly been a great opportunity. Uh, TKDS picking up hockey and now doing some more work with them. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't thank these folks enough for giving me a chance to prove that I am a great broadcaster. So thank you, everyone. So definitely 2020, yes, there's a lot for me to be thankful for. Uh, of course, my fiance, she's been with me for over five years now, and she hasn't left my side. So she's a great woman, and I thank her for all the love and support she gives me when I have doubts about my career. So thank you, Leslie. I appreciate you so much. And yeah, I mean, well, of course, you know, Christmas, getting the Nintendo Switch, and feeling like being a lot closer to family, too. That's been a lot of fun. So, yeah, like I mentioned, yeah, 2020 is a year that probably most people aren't going to look back and be thankful for. But I know I got stuff to be thankful for. So, there we go. Now, 2021, I've mentioned this a couple times already. I got a swimming broadcast, a wrestling broadcast, and a bowling broadcast to close out the first month. And yeah, I'm. Uh, I do have to thank Michael Galloway for offering me to um, to help out, you know, with swimming terms and everything. I'll definitely hit you up a little bit later, but I've been very, very busy as of late. Not an excuse, but same time, yes, I wouldn't like some help, but. And I got lots of basketball games. I think my slowest week might be this week, actually. I'll be back at UD on Friday, hopefully. Unless that game gets canceled between now and Friday. And, yeah. 
So uh, I probably should script out all this stuff, but yeah, I, I do appreciate all the opportunities in 2021. Looks like it's going to be a very busy year, and hopefully, hopefully, I'll get my first year in with the Champion City Kings in the summer. So definitely looking forward to that. And definitely looking forward to continuing this podcast in 2021. More guests, that's the plan. More Malin's Mailbag episodes. Like I mentioned, episode 200 is going to be a special episode. Looking back at 200 episodes and Malin's Mailbag. So get your questions in, please. That would help me out a lot. Because if I don't have questions for Malin's Mailbag, then I start to answer my own questions. And really, who wants to hear that? So, send in questions. Twitter at the Lee W. Mallon, or Sunday Pod, or Facebook, or Instagram, or text message, or email, or, you know, message in a bottle if it gets to me on time. So, if I do one episode a week, which hopefully I will be able to do that, episode 200, 8199, will be the week of January 17th. And possibly Thursday, possibly Friday. So yeah, you got about three and a half weeks to get in some questions. So deadline will be, we'll set it for Wednesday, the 20th. And we'll see how many questions I get. So hopefully we get a lot because I like answering questions and it feels like, you know, people listen to this podcast. So that will do it. That's episode 197, the last episode of 2020. Well, I thank one and all for listening to this podcast. It does mean the world to me that people do listen for local sports. 198 will happen the start of 2021. And we'll talk to you soon for more local Cincinnati, Dayton, Ohio sports. You want local sports. It's not on Dayton Radio. It's on the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. And that'll wrap up episode 197. Talk to you again next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. Be sure and bookmark SindayPod.com, the official website of the local Sunday Sports Podcast. From there, you can find your favorite way of listening to future episodes on platforms such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Pandora, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and more. You can also find the Redbubble and Tee Public shops there too, where all podcast merchandise purchases go to help the podcaster. Follow on social media at Sunday Pod and Elite W Mowen on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This closing theme was created with the Splash app. This is Lee W Mowen saying thank you again for listening, and we'll talk more local Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports next time.
Happy New Year, listeners.